Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to the Work Positive Podcast with your host, executive coach, and culture architect, Dr. Joey Fawcett. Discover strategies and tactics that work positive as Dr. Joey talks with industry leaders who create a positive work culture that attracts top talent and reduces team turnover. Discover how you can create a work positive culture that increases productivity and profits. Here's your host, Dr. Joey. Work Positive Nation, the word recruit, when you hear that word, what do you think of? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're in the HR space, recruit has taken on a whole new meaning over the last three years or so, right? Because as you're assimilating teams, um, the differences in expectations, the challenges of attracting top talent, reducing team turnover once you do get people on board. It's been exacerbated by this little thing called the pandemic. And yet there are still, still, still some ways that you can attract top talent and reduce team turnover so that you increase productivity and profits right there in your company. And today's guest is going to show you how. Work Positive Nation, I could spend the entire podcast reading through her resume for you. It would probably take at least 30 minutes just to share all the accolades that she's received. Suffice it to say, the Duffy Group is an amazing group. So amazing, in fact, that they're going to share wisdom with you today. And the uh, entrepreneur who started the Duffy Group and who continues to serve today is Kathleen Duffy. Kathleen, welcome to the Work Positive Podcast. Thanks, Joey. It's so uh, it's just a pleasure to be here. Oh, the pleasure is mine. Absolutely mine. And look, go on LinkedIn or something, Work Positive Nation, and connect up with Kathleen Duffy. Um, you'll see everything she's done there. She's from Arizona, so we have to give a shout out to the Sun Devils, right? You got it. <laughs> right? You got and, that right. Yeah, and then the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? We, we have to mention them, right? Phoenix Suns, you got them all. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, the Diamondbacks are particularly near and dear to my heart because they drafted my uh, nephew out of the University of Memphis, right? He didn't stay. Mm-hmm. He got pulled to the Marlins, but it all worked out for the best for everybody. Mm-hmm. But the Diamondbacks gave him that first shot. He played in Yakima or is it Yakima, <laughs> Washington, oh, Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for one of their teams. So it's wintertime when we're recording this. I'm sure it's delightful in Phoenix. So thanks it's... for taking time from being outside to come inside and talk to us today. So you know as I mentioned in the opening, Kathleen, man, this whole pandemic thing has just really made recruiting and attracting that top talent challenging. Um, how do you see the best companies attracting top talent today? Well, it's, um, you know, they have to be a lot more creative uh, than they used to be. Um, And it's really about telling the story and how do they stand out Hmm. in the crowd? So we talk a lot in in our recruiting um, process, we do an intake and that's where we get the story about our clients because 
we are going after passive candidates. So we are talking to people who are not looking for work. They're not responding to job postings. So if we can't tell the story about the hiring leader, about the job, about the company, mm-hmm. about the culture, why would they listen? Oh yeah, um, and so interested, right? Yeah, and so so that's that's where we help our clients and other employee other companies to think like that. Mm. And you know, you think about just from a branding perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's been a whole lot of talk about employment branding. Well, candidates, especially our younger candidates, are not just applying to a job. They are looking at websites. Mm -hmm. They're on every single form of social media and they're checking everything out. Right. So if you are not socially responsible in terms of, you know, showing that you're doing work in the community, you're going to lose a candidate that is very socially responsible. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the things that we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a lot more TikTok. Mm. types of things going on Mm -hmm. where people actually get to experience the culture of, of an organization. They get to meet the CEO, they get to meet hiring leaders. And that's what I think is making a big difference now. Mm. So what makes for a good story that a company can tell to attract top talent? So it's around, um, you know, what is special about that organization? Okay. You know, like, so for a CEO, why did they leave? another organization and come what was what was what was it that attracted them mm. in in a nonprofit space it's around the mission people have to be aligned to the mission is it you know children with cancer is it with you know solving homeless issues mm. the other thing around the job is the story around the job is okay so i am the head of hr why do i want to leave the company that I'm with right now and go to this other one. Mm. Well, part of that gets back to asking questions Hmm. and, you know, questions around, you know, what's missing in your, in your current role. Why did you return my call? What, Hmm. what was it about the message that I left you? Hmm. And, and that's how you get to anchor on, you know, what, what those individuals are particularly passionate about, whether it be, you know, again, what the company is manufacturing, what the Mm. services that they're providing, what the mission that they're driven towards, Mm. but again, really tailoring that to why they want to look at something else because it, it all boils down to culture. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 10 out of 10. So what, what I hear you saying, Kathleen, is that it's really an, uh, a wedding of two stories, One, the company story and the alignment of that company story with whatever might be missing or whatever elements might be missing from the candidate's story. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I look at at my my culture. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a small business. I have about 50 employees. Mm -hmm. We've grown exponentially Mm -hmm. since the pandemic Mm -hmm. and the foundation when I started the company, which was in the early 90s, uh, my husband and I were trying to start a family. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure that when that did happen, that I wasn't going to miss anything. I didn't want to miss going to any of the school parties or sure. the plays or whatever. Right. And and so I started working from home. 
1991, and nobody was doing that, right? Who was right? doing that then, right? Yeah. So I'm a pioneer. Um, <laughs> That's right. And so my business took off because they they liked the recruiting model that I had to offer. Mm. And then what happened is I met other women, predominantly women, mm. who were like me. They had small children. So I did end up having two kids back to back. And um, and so it was pretty chaotic. And I, so I needed to start hiring people. And they were all women. They were moms. They were professional mm-hmm. recruiters. And that's the foundation of the culture mm-hmm. of my organization is around, we used to say work-life balance. Now we say work-life harmony. Yes. But that has driven that uh, for the last 32 years. Mm-hmm. And we are starting to see more men who are interested in this this type of role because their spouse may be um, you know in a in a role that does not allow the a parent to be home when the kids get home from school, mm. and so they and they share those those responsibilities. We have some who are um, you know some some new college grads and they are um, re- they're pursuing musical theater as a career. And so that takes a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is the, you know, what is the in-between stage for them? And, um, and they've been, they've been terrific until they've been able to launch into that, to that next career. So, you know, that's really the foundation of, of ours. And I'm really proud of it. And, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like whenever during the pandemic, when everyone <laughs> went home, we're like business as usual, nothing different for us, <laughs> except that there TV. were, yeah, the, except there was a lot more people at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What an interesting time when we all first started that transition back. Right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. We were uh, I'm glad it's a little bit clearer in the rearview mirror now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you, as you said, you were a pioneer. So what you've done is you've understood your culture first and then sought out candidates whose story would, would align with yours. So there's mm-hmm. something highly instructive for persons in recruiting. And, you know, first you got to know your company's story, but then you just, you just don't cast it out there and expect everybody to know your story. You've got to align your story with prospective candidates and seek to attract top talent whose story mm-hmm. will align with yours. And I think the other piece of it too, is that you have to um, stick to your culture, right? Mm. It's easy to get distracted. So in my world, um, I started hiring uh, some people who were former clients of mine okay. and they loved our, our recruiting model and wanted to help me grow the business. Mm. And so what happened is that we grew the business, but we started not being the company I wanted us mm. to be. Mm. And, and so there was some competition that was going on as we were, we had different recruiting models that we were expanding with different businesses. And, and we oh, started wow. almost fighting with each other, competing with wow. each other. And, mm. and I didn't want that. Mm. And, um, and so, you know, I got, you know, we, we parted ways, business, business relationships parted ways and sure. everyone is, has gone on and is, you know, living happily ever after. And, uh, and so that's the good news, yeah. but it made sure that I never compromised mm-hmm. what was the core foundation of what I wanted because, you know, I wanted to make a ton of money. It was more important that I keep my culture the way it was because mm-hmm. the money was going to come no matter what, 
It was about the culture and the people that I had in my organization, first and Mm. foremost. How did you first become aware of this culture drift, Kathleen? Um, Like I wasn't sleeping. I was very sad. I was frustrated. And and I'm I'm kind of a unique individual in that I never worked for what I call a real company. So when I graduated from Arizona State University, I worked for a corporation, a healthcare corporation here in the Valley Uh for nine months. Uh And I did, I was not a good corporate citizen. (laughs) I I didn't, I didn't like it. Knowing that about yourself. (laughs) Yeah. I learned very quickly. Uh And, um, and so I, I had the opportunity to work with a boutique retained search firm. And that's where I learned my craft. And then when they were relocating to the Bay Area, I had another decision to make of, Mm. you know, did I, you know, just go up to the Bay Area with them? And that was not an option. As I said, my husband and I were trying to start a family at that time. Mm. Or did I, you know, try to sell my recruiting expertise in corporate America? Mm. And so instead, I decided to start my own company. Mm. So, you know, we, we always say when you're young and dumb, you do some of the smartest work. I didn't necessarily have a roadmap Mm -hmm. on, on what I was doing. So, um, I just, it just sort of evolved. It was Mm. very organic, a very organic reactive to be Uh, quite honest. Right. Well, uh, and that's why I asked the question about how did you know the culture was drifting? So you were sleepless in Phoenix instead of Seattle, right? Yeah, Um, yeah, right. You you know, it's so easy for us, like the proverbial frog in the kettle, just to let the temperature get turned up around us until we're we're boiling to death. But your sensitivity and, and those cues that you got will be very instructive to others who are listening mm-hmm. to Work Positive Nation. So they know that it does have a personal effect on you when mm-hmm. this culture drift happens, whether you own the company or not. Now, fortunately, you owned it and you could bring about some correction to that. But for many of us, uh, we find the culture drifting in companies these days, right? There's a lot of culture drift and you see it. Mm-hmm. The story changes. There's new plot development, new characters, a new sheriff in town. And so things get out of sorts right away. What would you tell someone who is sensing that culture drift about how to be mindful of the culture drift and how to best respond? Well, I think part of it depends on their role in the organization, right? Okay. Um, and so it's, it is really about clear communication mm. and, um, and, and that's a tough conversation to have, right? Yeah. Because if you're my boss, Joey, and I'm going to, I want to talk and you're new to the mm. organization and you've decided to come in and, and be a data-driven CEO mm. and the CEO before was was more like me. I'm a very empathetic, mm. kind, the you know, not data driven. I do do data, but that doesn't drive me. Right. That's going to be a huge culture shift mm-hmm. for the for the people in there. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that you as the new CEO understand, you know, what what we want in the organization and what we're what we're used to. And you may say, okay, great. I can adjust my style a little bit. And I think we can kind of meet in the middle and and be a win-win. Or you can say, too bad. This is the way it is. I'm the new sheriff in town, as you say. Mm -hmm. And um, if you don't like it, 
there, you know, door. don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> way out. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, like in my case, you know, I'm having to look at my exit strategy. Mm. And that's been a very difficult thing for me because, you know, obviously I birthed this organization, yeah. but together this team has made the company the way it is today. Mm. We're a very, very special organization because of everybody that's part of it. And so if somebody comes in and buys this organization, they may just screw everything up. Yeah, really. Totally. And true. yeah. Sometimes and it so takes a hard right turn, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it usually does. And they let people go. And, sure. and so, you know, we're looking at, at an employee stock option program mm-hmm. and, and that way everybody still can be part of this family mm. and have a, uh, you know, have now have ownership in there mm, and, a voice. and mm-hmm. exactly. And be able to um, have a really good future. Mm. And, and so that's, you know, those are some of the things that, uh, that, you know, keep me up at night is making sure that, yeah. you know, cause I won't sacrifice my culture. Mm, mm, yeah. Well, I love what you said about when we sense the culture drift, where, wherever we are, where we're sitting in the big chair or whether we're sitting in a smaller chair, when we sense that culture shift, communicate about it, talk about the change rather than, I mean, to someone who can do something about it, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So that you can do an assessment, determine, okay, where is this company going? And you discover that by a collaborative conversation and mm-hmm. then make those choices where you can align your story with a, a corporate or a company story that that's much more consistent for you. So let's say we've done a great job of recruiting. We've attracted top talent by this alignment of stories. The culture matches up uh, purpose of the company and the passion of the individual are, are in good congruence, right? How do we, once we're on a team, ensure that that team continues to perform well, peak performance, and how do we reduce team turnover? Because as you well know, there are people out there whispering in the ears of successful people every single day. People like yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we make job. our living. That's right. <laughs> they, they are looking for a job. Uh, and suddenly somebody's knocking on the door, which is highly flattering. So how do you reduce team turnover and really keep people aligned and understand that the company purpose and their personal passion are in alignment? So some of the things that that we're doing and also what we encourage our clients to do is it gets back to the same thing, asking the question. Mm. So um, so we do employee engagement surveys and a lot of a lot of organizations do that. Right. Um, and we actually did our first one in, I think, 2021. Yeah, 2021, mm-hmm. because that's when our company pretty much doubled in size. Wow. And so that's when, you know, we started and it was very interesting to get that survey back mm. and to, um, you know, and fortunately it was still high. It was in the low 90% satisfaction. So I, you know, I was pretty, pretty proud of that, but what we did quickly. Yeah. What we did is we had one-on-one conversations with all the employees and their manager. So our HR person met with the employee and the manager and asked, you know, a variety of questions. And I pulled a few of them out, you know, asking them, what's their career progression? Do you feel fully utilized? Mm -hmm. And from a lot of these questions, we found that 
our employees, again, because we were virtual, it was the pandemic still, they felt really isolated. And we're across the United States, not just here in in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And so somebody said, you know, it'd be really nice if we could have get together on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. and maybe share best practices. Mm -hmm. And so, bam, a recruiter Mm -hmm. huddle was created. And they get together on a, you know, we have small groups, they get together on a weekly basis. It was simple. Mm. It was really simple. Um, Sounds obvious when you say it now, right, Kathleen? (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, again, before. (laughs) Yeah. And again, it gets back to just asking people the questions. Mm. We also um, encourage, um, um, we call them the uh, the stay interviews. Mm. And, you know, why, you know, why do you stay? Mm. What's what's missing in your career? We also are are learning to ask, how are you feeling? You know, the whole mental health uh, and and stress is and, um, you know, because you've got, you know, young children, I have Mm. um, an aging mother Mm. who, thank God, is very healthy. But, (laughs) you know, there's all sorts of stresses that are going on Mm. in our lives today. And we need to make sure that we give people permission. And sometimes I force people to have to take an afternoon off, you know, because <laughs> you know what, quite honestly, the work will be there right the next day. It will stay right there on your desk. Yeah. yeah. They just, they just need a little breather. Right. Well, and thanks for that sensitivity and for having the backbone to, to see what's best for that person and, and make it easier for them to do that. Uh, as Work Positive Nations heard me say so many times, I mean, the statistics are clear. Anti-anxiety and antidepressant prescriptions are up 30% since the pandemic mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, man, it's so great to hear you, Kathleen, uh, paying attention to that. And that really sets a model for the companies that you work with and are recruiting for, right? Because that's part of the story. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because it isn't, you know... Um, you know, I think back into the, um, I want to say it must have been around the uh, the mid-90s and everybody was um, getting all excited about free soda and free uh, cereal. Granola. That was always yeah. my favorite, granola. Get you know, excited about that. Yeah, in the break room. And I, and I used to mm-hmm. think, why are they spending that kind of money on that sort of thing? And again, you know, Part of what we're hearing today is that employees want to know kind of, you know, what's in it for them, but mostly from a a professional development perspective. How are you going to develop me Mm -hmm. and help me progress in my career Mm -hmm. and and people's commitment to that? And I think that, you know, with the crazy economy that we're in, you know, is it, you know, is it, are we going to have a recession? Are we not going to have a recession? What industries is going to, you know, if, you know, people are, are trying, are cutting back on things. Mm. And, and I think they're cutting back sometimes on the wrong things like Mm. the learning and development piece Mm -hmm. and making sure that, that people are, because it doesn't have to be very expensive. Mm. You know, we just, we just signed up for LinkedIn learning Mm. for every single employee and, um, you know, it's a drop in the bucket for, and again, I'm a little business mm-hmm. to be able to have my employees have access so that they can learn. And, and it may not even be um, job related. It could be, you know, how do I become better, f- smarter financially? 
Mm, um, and, mm. but I, I think that that is also really important and that's, that speaks volumes to candidates as they're looking at potential employers. Well, exactly. And I think you just put your finger on the pulse of something really important, Kathleen, and that is the learning and development that L and D or professional development or however you want to talk about it is not just job related, but it's person related. And so often mm-hmm. we in the past have made that artificial distinction. I say artificial because I don't think it exists, right? Uh, and so showing concern for that whole person is is amazing in terms of reducing that team turnover. Mm-hmm. Kathleen, tell us about some of the, um, well, first of all, let me remind our listeners, Kathleen Duffy is my guest today on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast, uh, duffygroup.com. Right. Yes. That's the website. So if you're not walking the dog around the Peloton or something, go to DuffyGroup.com right now. And uh, and by the way, we make nothing from saying Peloton. Um, (laughs) We have to buy ours just like everybody else. And just to clarify, I eat a granola bar every single morning. Okay, so I've got nothing against granola. It was just we all thought that was the magical cure for for keeping keeping employees happy. And I just that's absolutely hilarious. So what are some of the challenges you're seeing as you attract top talent and try to help companies reduce their team turnover? What are some of the challenges companies are experiencing around this talent attraction process? So I think that um, one of the things is that their um, their interviewing process can be long mm. and slow. <laughs> and and because they have to, you know, there's so many people competing for these this top talent, yep. you have to be ready yep. to pull yeah, the trigger. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So so that that is probably what I see as the biggest thing out there. Mm-hmm. If they're, you know, if they're not doing that. And again, like I said, I, I feel like I'm a broken record. It <laughs> it is all about the communication piece. Yes. You know, you've got to onboard them correctly. Mm-hmm. And that's something that that we have really changed in in um, in our organization. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I was never part of the onboarding. Mm. And so now I join, um, you know, with the you know, we have a lunch, whether, you know, some of them are virtual, some of them are here (laughs) and, um, you know, get to talk to the talk to the company values. Mm. And and, you know, what my expectations are Mm. of how people need to to live to those company values and well they want to hear them from you right Mm -hmm. right because if i don't if i'm not walking it Mm -hmm. and talking it then Mm -hmm. you know it's a house of cards then right yeah exactly yeah so by the time a company decides yes we want bobby Bobby's working for the Acme Corporation, right? Right, right, right. Mm. And I, you know, and then you know, then there's the whole issue around pay, mm. and uh, and and the whole pay transparency, and that's a whole nother podcast, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it but, is. You know, uh, but especially but, around gender issues, right? <laughs> yeah, and um, and I, and it's hard because you you want to be transparent mm. about things, but. There's also reasons why there are different levels in mm-hmm. a band, if you will, right. um, and and trying to help people understand why you and I might be off by, you know, a couple thousand dollars. It doesn't matter what that number is. If if yours is bigger than mine or mine is bigger than yours, it, it mm-hmm. makes you mad. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, 
so we have to we have to know that we have to deal with that piece of things and then it again it depends on what state you're in which then even yeah. complicates that even more oh yeah that's the wild card right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i know like for us again because we have grown mm-hmm. um we've had to look at our our compensation and make sure that we're um compensating our employees based on being the size organization that we are today and right. not the size that we were a year ago or even two years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, updating the pay scales is right, exactly. Yeah. So that's been making people very happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because reducing team turnover is the, the pay is a critical part of it because mm-hmm. if I have to if I feel like I have to leave in order to make more money, then right. I'm going right. to do that and I'll right. work for an amazingly small amount of money. Right. I think also, you know, like when I when I think about turnover and I think about the turnover that we've had in our organization, mm-hmm. I can think of a couple people and it just it wasn't a culture fit in the end. Yes. You know, and I mean, okay, I, isn't it? Kathy? Yes, it is. That and celebrate it and help them find a culture that's more uh, compatible with their particular style. Right. And then when your company grows, sometimes people don't grow with, right? Oftentimes they don't grow with. And so you have to, you know, kind of help them to be able to find what their next journey is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that gets into that conversation of what is it that you love to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and then helping them to be able to find that. And then also as, as, um, you start having more systems and processes in place and systems mm-hmm. of accountability. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want to play in that, you know, oh, game. No. They, they liked the, you know, loosey goosey kind yeah, of wild, stuff. Wild west of the old days, right? When yeah. Were a smaller company. Right. So, you know, those are some of the things that, that I've seen, you know, we all talk about people don't leave jobs, they leave bosses and that, you know, that's a big, that's a big thing. And then, so we have to, to be careful, um, you know, if there's a conflict, um, mm. you know, that we address it quickly. And that's sure. something that that I'm still learning myself and growing mm. in that area. Yeah, be able to step up into that difference in expectation. Yeah, I, I, right, I like Sean. to avoid conflict. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are people who wake up in the morning looking forward to conflict, but uh, I, you yes. and I are not two of them, are we? <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, SHRM surveys, at least the last one I read, found that 57% of us leave a, a position because of a bad boss. Mm-hmm. That's another podcast for another day. But uh, anyway, uh, that's certainly the reality. So, again, we're Mm -hmm. back to communication, telling our story. The story gets rewritten as a company grows, changes a part of who we are. And so just constantly updating our story and bringing people along with that story, recognizing how their gifts might have fit the previous story, but differently in this story. And Mm -hmm. it's really flexing and being agile around that. Kathleen Duffy is my guest today on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Uh, KathleenDuffyGroup.com is the website, and you've written a book that's, uh, wow, just an amazing book. Yes, thank you. I have uh, wrote that in uh, 2020, and uh, okay. our uh, our strategic initiative is to elevate the awareness of what's called recruitment research, which is the the model that we use. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, there's not very many uh, organizations out there that that do this, and there's mm. it's a five step process okay. uh, for it's a, really an alternative to traditional search, 
And I collaborated with a couple of other women who also own recruitment research firms because they are in the same um, uh, party as we are to really elevate the awareness and let people know that there's a a more efficient, effective and cost effective and um, a way to do executive search. Mm. And what's the title of the book? The title of the book is Revolutionizing Recruitment, How Recruitment Research is Reshaping the Industry. All right. And you can go to the show notes for this episode and you'll find a link there that'll take you to your favorite bookseller. And uh, you can pick up your own copy and read more about the recruitment research that Kathleen Duffy is a part of. Kathleen, Work Positive Nation always wants to know from my guests, what's one thing? So Kathleen Duffy, what's your one thing that Work Positive Nation can do today to start creating a positive work culture right where they are? Well, you know, there's a jillion things. Um, The the simple one, I think, is really around recognition and appreciation. Mm. And um, and I and and, um, you know, like so one of the things that we do is we have what's called a feel good Friday. And so, you know, lots of companies have, you know, Oh, where they they put out a little internal newsletter and and that's where we do do our shout outs. But one of the things that I'm going to start committing to is actually specific notes of appreciation mm. to my employees that call out a specific activity that they have done. Mm. And I I think that is probably the the easiest thing that we can all do as as leaders and even um you know it, it can be communicated upward as well as downward right mm-hmm. but yeah, you know sure. a note a day to uh you know two or three sentences could could just sure. change can change somebody's uh whole outlook on life uh for oh, that particular absolutely. day but i think that's the simplest yeah yeah, not easy because it means we have to change our patterns and do something that we're not currently doing. But, hey, as Work Positive Nation knows, because I talk about saying thank you, particularly with handwritten notes, it just takes about three minutes. It's mm-hmm. not an arduous task. The anticipatory dread of doing it is much worse than actually doing it yourself. So, right. Uh, Keep a stack of note cards by right there on your desk. And, mm-hmm. uh, and even email and even email is okay. Email's you know, great. Or text yeah. message. Text it's just, message. I think it's really just about being specific. Yes. You know? yes. As opposed um, to yeah. something general, which is like a soap bubble, right? Beautiful. Right. Last, but how long yeah. Thanks for a great thing. job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But make it Velcro and, and note that specific right. behavior. Kathleen right. Duffy has been my guest on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Duffygroup.com is the website you can go to. And uh, that's in the show notes if you're walking your cat. Somebody said, I don't give cats. Um airtime <laughs> to dogs. We actually have two cats where I live, so I'm just a just a shout out for cat lovers. Um, and if you walk your cat, I'd love to hear from you and how you get that done because we don't seem to be able to walk ours at all. So, Kathleen, th- thanks so much for this great amount of time. I've learned a lot. I know Work Positive Nations learned a lot. So we appreciate your sharing of your wisdom and your strengths and gifts and skills with us today. Thank you for your time, Kathleen. Well, thank you for inviting me, Joy. It's been an honor. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Please share this podcast with your friends who are HR and small business leaders so they can do one thing today to create a positive work culture that increases productivity and profits. 
I'd like to give you a free work positive course just for listening. It's called Something to Talk About, and it's transformed the work conversations of so many people all over the world. Get your free copy when you go to workpositive.today slash something to talk about, and you can start transforming your conversations today. Remember, it pays to work positive.